Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit, jiffylubeservice.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Coach's Show for one more week. Labor Day goes to the south, the eighth straight Labor Day going to the south. Calgary over the Eskimos yesterday in McMahon Stadium sets up the rematch and a chance for redemption on Saturday for the Eskimos as they play host to Calgary on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium. Five o'clock for the kickoff on Saturday, our pregame show. Countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Ched, we'll go at 3.30. We'll be joined shortly by the Eskimos head coach Jason Moss to talk a little bit about the the game yesterday the game on Saturday and also a little bit about the week ahead as well as the Eskimos have the short turnaround to get ready for the football game on Saturday and uh, we bring in the coach now and say good evening how are you Jason doing okay Morley. all right thanks for this I know it's uh, uh time is at a premium this week uh you've got four days between games before we talk about the game yesterday and look ahead to Saturday tell me about this week and and considering the competition level and the four days between games is it the most difficult week on the schedule um yeah it can it definitely uh puts you to the test um the good thing about it is you just played the, the opponent uh, we're very familiar with them, obviously. Uh, we're playing in our backyard, so, you know, all those things are going for it in your favor. But ultimately, it's the, the hardest test is playing on a short week, uh, very physical game on Monday, and, uh, you know, we've got to lick our wounds a bit and uh, get back to work. Uh, we know your feelings about the short week. You've expressed them often, but this is even shorter than a short week with just the four days between games, a five-day turnaround uh, from Monday to Saturday. Uh, do you have enough time to make the changes you need, or did you start some of the prep for this week last week? Well, we always put a little bit more in uh, for that first game just with the thought, thought that you won't be able to uh, um, be able to put as much in this week. So we're on big data practice. So we practiced a lot last week and we're able to keep some plays over, um, all those kinds of things. Um, but we'll be, we'll be, we'll be ready. I mean, we're, we've done this as kind of old hat for anybody that's played in Edmonton or coached Edmonton. You kind of get used to this Labor Day thing and we'll be ready to play. Uh, we talked to Trevor Harris in the postgame last night, and he said he was going to start watching video on the way home on the bus. Uh, tell me about your work week this week. Uh, did you did you work on the bus last night, and uh, what were your hours like today? Uh, they are pretty long today. Uh, I did not work on the bus last night. I actually drove home with my family. Uh, I had some friends uh, from out of town that were in town, so we drove back up from Calgary, got to visit with them. And then I went in very early to watch all three phases. Uh, that's the difference between Trevor and I. Trevor gets to watch and focus on just uh, the offense, and I've got to do all three. So, uh, you know, we had a meeting with the coaches, uh, got to watch the film with all three phases, and then had the meetings with the players. Um, and, again, we've watched it a few times now, so it's more about uh, making the adjustments and moving on. You uh, are not on the field today. You're not on the field tomorrow. I know you're, I'm sure, working and having meetings with the players. Uh, that's, I guess, the important thing to get the bodies ready for the short turnaround and work on the minds in the meeting rooms. Yeah, no question. I mean, we, you know, they were coming off a bye when we played them on Monday, so they had plenty of rest, and we were coming off 
you know, a few, a few extra days from what we were used to for the last month. So we need the, we needed the rest. Uh, but these couple of days here, you know, we, our guys definitely need to be physically as capable as they can be for Saturday. Um, again, we we're very familiar with the opponent, whether they change up things or not, or tweak things, you know, you expect some tweaks, but they, they played pretty well all three phases. So, you know, I feel like they'll, they'll, they'll do a lot of the same things. They'll just do a little bit better maybe. And, some tweaks, but we got to ultimately make some adjustments and play better. You mentioned you watched the game, I imagine, more than once in all three phases. As you mentioned uh, last night on the post game, you called it a two-phase whoop, and your offense and your defense both struggled uh, in the game. Uh, what have you seen? What's your takeaway after re-watching the 25-9 loss? Yeah, I mean, um, defensively, I felt like we struggled to stop the run. That was kind of obvious with the amount of yards they put up. Um, really you know, the end of the game made you feel worse no matter what because they controlled the clock for 245, you know, and the last 245 of the game, starting from their five-yard line, getting it all the way down to our 10, all by running the ball. That's never a good feeling. Um, so I think that made it feel as bad as it could. Um, we realized that, you know, we've got to shore up um, some of our gap integrity and um, setting the edges in their, our run game and their run game better. Um, they did a lot of really good things, uh, schemes and things. They they utilize their, their personnel extremely well. All their receivers are physical, so they can have them all blocked at different points of attack. Their uh, tight ends are all really good. Their old linemen get after you. So And their running backs are good. So they had a good, a good game plan going in. Our guys definitely can play better. I know that, and we will. Uh, on defense, I thought you guys seemed to miss uh, kind of uncharacteristically. You missed some tackles early on in the game, and that kind of got the thing got things rolling for the Stampeders early on. I thought. Yeah, I mean, no question. We had a couple a couple guys miss some some key tackles that would have you know minimized some gains. Um, you know, I give them credit. I mean, Bickleton's a pretty pretty tough receiver, and he does break tackles. So he did that a couple times on us. Sort of the running back. So um, again, that's something we can shore up. We can be better at. Uh, but more than anything, we just got to make sure our gap integrity is good and setting the edge is paramount in this game so that our guys can play fast. And ultimately, we got to play a physical football game. We got to be better than them. We got to outmuscle them um, and not let them do what they did to us last time. I, I think what a lot of people forget sometimes, Jason, is that the other coaching staffs and other teams are working hard as well. 11 weeks uh, in, you got 11 weeks on tape of your defense. Are teams starting to make adjustments to play against you? Well, I think I think every defense that we go or every offense that we go against knows that you know they're just, they don't want to live in the world of just dropping back and throwing the ball against us. You know that's where we're at our best, absolutely. Um, what they're finding is there's been cracks in our defense in our run. At last three teams have tried and been successful with it. So anytime teams are successful against you running the ball, they're going to continue to try to do it uh, and creatively try to do it. It's not like they're just hand the ball off and easy sets to, to, to defense. You know, they're giving us a lot of different looks um, and, and playing good football, and we just got to match it. And, uh, you know, I know our, our coaches will come up with a great game plan. Our players will execute it this week, and we'll be, be a better team because of what we faced the last three weeks. Understand the importance of everybody doing their job. Late in the first half, uh, at the, near the end of the second quarter, you're down by a score of 7-6. How much impact on the game did that sequence have? The offside penalty at the goal line, then the Arbuckle touchdown. It goes from 7-6 with about a minute or so to go to 15-6 into the dressing room. Uh, in your mind, was that a pretty big swing in the game? 
football, yeah, it's never never good for that to happen. And we talked about that today and addressed it. You know, we're we've gotten much better at our penalties. Um, you know, we've gone from again from the beginning of the year fifteen, we're down to right around eleven, um, and it's getting lower every week. Uh, but we're, we don't want to take those penalties that we can avoid and, and jumping off sides, procedure penalties, lining up off sides is definitely controllable. And you know that's what's unfortunate. It had no effect on the play whatsoever. Our, you know our guys, Bunny Hunter, made a great play to stop it. They were third and two. They're probably kicking a field goal there, um, and yet we're lined up offsides, and that just can't happen uh, down there, especially and in that big of a moment. So again, hopefully we learn from that. We'll be better because of it. But that's no question. We we talk a lot about um, situational football, and anytime you can score in the first last three three minutes of the first half and the first six minutes of the second half, you can change the momentum of an entire game by doing that, and they absolutely, in that, with that sequence, did that. I guess it's baby steps with the penalty situation. You've done a real good job, I thought, the last three weeks or so, reducing the number of penalties, but we're still seeing them at bad times and taking good plays off the board. Yeah, I mean, a touchdown on special teams, you know, you know, again, it was a positive for me looking at it, saying, hey, that's the first time we've actually had a touchdown in three and a half years, and we got one called back, you know, but we made strides there. And you look at the plays again and, and what would happen to transpire. I don't know that it had a huge effect. Our guys would have just blocked the guys how they're taught to block. Probably just, probably just makes it a touchdown. So um, we'll learn from that as well. But, yeah, our, our guys have, have definitely gotten better, but, Again, the inopportune times to take them second and ten, two offsides to get the second and five. And again, in this league, there's about a 20 percentage chance difference of converting from second and medium to second and long. And we talk about it a lot. Our defense is very difficult to, to play against on second and long, ten, seven, eight plus. Uh, but four to six, everyone's vulnerable. And when you put it to second and five twice, when it's second and ten, that's hard to to deal with. What's your assessment of your offensive game yesterday? Well, you know, offensively, finishing those couple drives would have put a total difference on the whole entire game and our whole uh, entire offensive production. Um, our first couple drives, you know, we, we were having things going. We, you know, get stalled um, on a, a, a check run, you know, where there's a light box, but, you know, we just don't make it happen. And then uh, we throw a pick our next drive. Ball's perfectly placed by Trevor, and Ricky's just not quite ready, getting his head turned around at the last moment. Um, you know, that, that stopped the drive. And then the third drive stopped early was us just not executing again a second and short. And, you know, you put together those three opportunities, we had some really good things going, and it could have uh, determined a little bit more of the outcome. But throughout the game, you know, we, did, we gave up the two sacks, but he had no other negative plays other than that, zero penalties on offense. A lot of we, what our our goal going into the game was to get them in second and manageable situations, or put them in, put us ourselves in second and manageable, and we did that all night. We only had you know eight second and longs, and we converted four of those, which that's hard to do. Fifty percent, you know, as good as there is in the league, um, but we didn't finish. And those two, like I said, those two touchdowns that we could have had on the board, uh, one in the third and one in the fourth. You know, ultimately, the game's a much different ball game, and they're there. Those those plays were there to be made. I know our offense when they look at those plays. I know we can make them, um, but ultimately, at the we didn't make them. And uh, you know, that, that that that's the part of that's the hard part of assessing your offense and thinking you did some really good things. You just didn't do enough.
you said you're not finishing. How concerned are you with that part of your game right now? Well, I'll tell you this. I think, you know, and I spoke to you guys before the game about it. You know, when you, when people are talking about it, you sometimes get a negative feel for it, too much of a negative feel. It's where you start gripping it tighter and, and not just letting it happen down there. And, you know, our guys have heard for quite a long time now that we're not so good down there, and I think it's starting to affect them. But yet I told you guys before the game, I watched all the film, and I've watched everything, and I know we're executing better than what people think, and it's just a little thing here, a little thing there that can make us execute at the highest level, and ultimately that's our goal. Um, you know, we don't want to be a 60% offense. I'd like to be at 80% offense in the red zone. So ultimately we have time to do that, time to progress, but it's only going to come from, you know, understanding the details better, having some execution down there, and getting that confidence going again that once we get down there, we're going to score. Uh, one touchdown in your last two games. You've obviously played on teams and coached teams that have trouble scoring before because it happens to every team at some point during a season. What's the key to getting it back on track, to getting that confidence back that you talked about? Well, I think just getting down there more. I mean, obviously we've had, I believe, 11 scoring opportunities in the last two games. That's hard to do too. So, I mean, we're doing some really good things. And, again, that's what you got to build on. You can't dwell on the negatives and dwell on the fact that you're not producing you gotta you gotta think more positively down there and and think about how you're getting down there and what you're doing and and know that it's possible that we're gonna score and and things like that and it will turn around you know ultimately you you know you talk a lot at the beginning of the year if you believe that you're gonna be a champion that means a lot of good things are gonna happen to you throughout the year in order to permit that to happen but that also means some bad things are gonna happen as well along the way and you got to learn to deal with the adversity and learn to deal with those negative thoughts and ultimately that's the test we're in right now and we got to come through with it brought to you by jiffy lube you're listening to the eskimos coaches show with jason moss my name is morley scott we'll take a break be back and talk more football after this the eskimos coaches show with moss and morley brought to you by jiffy lube where you can earn a 100 travel credit jiffy lube service.ca on eskimos radio 630 chad Back with the coach on the coach's show. Uh, Jason, you talked uh, a little bit about the return for a touchdown that got called back. Uh, That's the good part of your game, I thought, yesterday, both on returns and on your kick coverage. Uh, You had a pretty good afternoon, I thought. Uh, Do you feel, first off, on the returns, you're making strides with Christian Jones. Obviously, getting to the end zone is a good thing, and and you opened up the holes for him to make his play. Do you feel you've made strides with him as your returner now for, what, four or five games? Yes, absolutely. I think Jones is the one thing about him is he's fearless. I mean, he comes up on everything, catching it full speed. Uh, if there's a crack, he's hitting it. Um, and I think the guys are getting more confident in understanding what kind of returner he is. And, and our guys are, are doing a better job getting on their guys and with the right, right leverage, uh, which are opening holes for him. But he's a very talented returner. And uh, obviously, I think he's, he's, he's definitely done his part. All right, uh, game two of this series is always a tough one to play for both teams. Both teams working on the same amount of rest. What's been the key? You guys always seem to be able to, and, and we've seen over the last however many years, things go wrong, and either you, you lose by a whisker or you lose by a lot in Calgary, whatever the case may be, you always seem to be able to bounce back for the rematch game on Saturday. What's been the key to that? Well, I think it's like I talked about. I mean, it's dealing with adversity well. I think our team does that and has done that extremely well. Um, you know, it's, a, it's just a different mindset. You play at home, um, you're a little pissed off from a loss, uh, something in your gut that doesn't sit right by losing to them down there. Um, 
you know, no matter how many years it is. And I, I talked about this with Brock earlier. I mean, the last eight years we've lost, but we've gone to two championship finals. We've gone to a great cup and won one with the, for this organization. And all three of those teams lost at Labor Day as well. So, you know, it's just really about how you respond from that moment. Um, that really defines what kind of team you have. And our teams have generally responded extremely well. And that's what we're looking forward to doing once again. Our guys get it, you know, get it wrapped around their heads that, hey, that game's over with, you know, no matter how it went, you know, obviously we feel like we still had opportunities in that game to win it and it just didn't happen. But now it's, it's, you learn from it, you move on and it's, we move on quickly and we get to face them. You know, they are on the same amount of rest we are, like you said. So there's no excuses. Just go out there and play 60 minutes of football and beat them on your home turf. If there's one thing you want, one spot you want to see an improvement in for Saturday, where is it? Physicality. Um, all three phases. I want us to be the most physical team out there. Um, and that's no question what we're looking for. Jason Moss, thanks for your time tonight. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck this week getting set for the Stampeders and the rematch on Saturday. Thanks, Morley. Thanks, Jason. That is uh, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. This is the coach's show for uh, Jiffy Lube. Uh, the Eskimos will play the Stampeders again Saturday afternoon. It's a 5 o'clock kickoff. The countdown to kickoff will come your way at 3.30 with myself, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, Brendan Escott will be down on the sidelines as well. We'll have uh, the kickoff kids will be back. We'll have the whole team together uh, for what is uh, the most probably the most anticipated home game of the season, the Labor Day rematch game. Before we leave you tonight, let's look uh, back uh, here from Trevor Harris and look back one more time to the ending of last night's game. Bo Levi Mitchell takes a knee. He's now 6-0 and on Labor Day. It'll be another quiet ride up the QE2 for the Eskimos. An eighth straight Labor Day loss. 25-9 the final score in Calgary. Quarterback Trevor Harris joins us now. Obviously a frustrating afternoon. It seemed like a, just a tough time for the offense to, to get some traction and get rolling. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, like I, I think that um, it's, it's it's tough for me right now. I'm pretty ticked off. Um, I'm, I'm taking ownership. We've got, I've got to be better. And I'm going to put a lot on myself this week to make sure that I do everything I can for us to be better offensively. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful to wear the green and gold. And uh, I promise you, uh, this team's going to fight and we're going to get better. What has to be better next week? Uh, our execution, um, our killer instinct, our, our, you know, like our drives that we stall on, that we've got to convert, um, our, our details. Um, um, everything and everything in between. I don't think there's anything off the table, you know, but I think we watch the film and I think we, you know, get through this with a fine, fine tooth comb and, and find anything we can to uh, make sure that we're getting better because it's not, it's not good enough right now. Trevor, is it, is it tough to do what you want to do against any defense when you, you can't stay balanced with the run game? And I know you tried to go to CJ quite a bit in that first half and a little bit in that third quarter. Um, and I know you had got plays in your offense that could kind of simulate the run game but uh, that balance has kind of been lacking a bit a bit lately um, how important is it to try and get back to that I know the Stampeders are good but you would love that balance back in the offense I'm sure yeah it's uh, it's something that we we talked about this week but you know there's a few times where they gave us a look on the perimeter to, to throw a perimeter screen and I made that call and yeah. uh, rather it be right or wrong that's the decision I made and uh, like I said I'm, I'm gonna make sure that uh, I do all I can to make sure that we do that but I think you're uh, you're hitting the nail on the head um, I think they need great team all the great teams are balanced. Uh, they're able to run the football, and that's something that we strive to do and that uh, we've done a great job throughout most of this season, and uh, we've got to make sure that we do that more. I, I know it's a short turnaround. I don't know.
know if the if watching film starts on the bus ride home or not, but talk to me about the week and, and what you you want to do and how you kind of operate this week in this short turnaround. Oh yeah, the, the film starts on the bus and um, there's no time to rest. Uh, this week's one of those weeks where you plug through no matter what. Um, if you're tired, sore, whatever, we've got to we've got to get it going. And um, you know, I know we got a few guys beat up that played through some stuff today, and um, we've got to lick our wounds, come back, and uh, come and come out come out fighting. That's Trevor Harris on our postgame show last night from Calgary. Uh, lots of work to do for the Eskimos. A short time to get it done, but they're ready. Uh, they'll be ready. They usually are for the Labor Day rematch, which goes on Saturday. Uh, pre-game show begins at 3.30. Kickoff is at 5. That's the coach's show for this week. Thanks to Jason Moss, as uh, always. By week next week for the Eskimos, but we'll still have a coach's show for you. It'll come your way next Monday night at 7.30. Eskimos and Stampeders. The rematch game will be here on Saturday. 3.30 for the countdown to kick off. 5 o'clock is game time as the Eskimos try to get back on track after losing on Labor Day and losing their last two games. My name's Morley Scott. Have a great evening, everybody.